0: Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, it's Salut, ici, je mean,
1: Merci à Bonjour Bonjour
0: Well hello and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Podcast. This is Rich Langton and uh, here I am with Cass Langton and we are happy that you have joined us.
1: Oh thanks so much for having us. I'm excited to be here.
0: It's pretty fun. Hey you might notice that the uh, sound is a little bit different because we found ourselves back in lockdown.
1: Yes we have. Sydney has changed a little bit.
0: It has and so our normal um, kind of podcast setup and recording you know devices uh, are all at our Hills campus and we are at home recording for you today.
1: And we are continuing. To a 10 kilometer radius, so we can't even go and get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not at the moment, but anyway.
1: So, welcome back home to the farm with us. Yeah,
0: this is um, the ongoing world we live in, I guess. And I'm not sure where you find yourself here in 2021, but uh, you know, I guess God is in control and He knows what's happening, even if we don't. So he sure is. The podcast continues, and we are glad that you joined us. So, last night we had uh, our team night. And because of the current situation here in Australia, and I guess you you guys as our some of our team will know this um, listening, but um, we were not able to completely meet like we normally would.
1: Well, we met in a whole lot of ways, right, because our Brisbane team was actually in the room yep. linked to our Sunshine Coast and our uh, Darwin campus. That's it. And they did... A live night with worship, no masks, all sorts of things. And you and I Zoomed in.
0: Well, I think some of them actually, yeah, we did Zoom in. Some of them had <laughs> masks, obviously, because they, you know, whatever the requirements are, yeah, they had. True. Yeah, that's true.
1: We did the right thing, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> But it was pretty fun because we were able to Zoom in, which we've never done before, and we transitioned some leadership and we prayed some new people into positions and out of positions. And then I spoke over Zoom from home. Yeah, huh. So that was a bit of fun.
0: Yeah, and so last night was, um, for them, a normal kind of what we would call tumble home night.
1: Right, but then we were running late to make make it to um, the great upper Zoom.
0: Exactly. Which
1: was where hundreds and hundreds of our team met together on a Zoom call for team night.
0: Yeah. Um, So this year we've been doing these tumble home nights and this upper Zoom, I guess we didn't want to miss out. On, on doing Tumble Home and on being with our team, even if it were, you know, virtually over the internet. Um, but it reminded us, and you really coined the phrase upper Zoom, right? But it reminded us of the upper room with the disciples after Jesus had been crucified. Can you t- right, like, t- t- tell? Right, because
1: Jesus told them to go and wait. So in essence, they're kind of fearful and they're in lockdown, if you will, like up in a room, close the doors. They don't want anybody to come in. Yeah. And yet even though they were confined to a space, the Holy Spirit fell and they encountered God. And I feel like it's such a beautiful example. I actually wrote to our... um Worship team this week about the Lord of the lockdown and all the many times in Scripture where the people of God have found themselves either in captivity or in prison or confined by circumstances and it hasn't meant that God wouldn't meet them. It actually has given way to the most incredible prayers and praise and tears and crying out and Mm. prophecy over inmates and all kinds of things. But I just go, if we open our eyes, we change our perspective, maybe God is more able to use the circumstances we find ourselves in than we have ever imagined.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: the upper Zoom was really fun. It was
0: amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and so really – We did
1: lo-fi worship. We did. And we had some bandwidth problems with our internet. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but that actually added to the beauty of it all.
0: Yeah, and and I think, um, like you're saying, but I think the fact that people entered in and thank you to all of our team who came. There yeah. were hundreds and hundreds of people on <laughs> From Zoom. From
1: Shanghai to Bali, Tokyo... Perth and Sydney, all over Melbourne,
0: <laughs> and the and the I guess the sense of community and the sense that God is with us was present. Yeah, and I loved that. Um, so today on the on the podcast, we really just wanted to encourage you. We've got a few things to talk about, um, but it's a little bit of a different one. Um, but I guess if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that it's <laughs> that it's often different, and that um, particularly this last um 12 to 18 months, we've been doing all sorts of things uh, with you and we've been moving forward just trying to m- make sure that we keep Jesus the focus and that that cross-section of creativity and our faith, um, you know, at the centre of, of the podcast.
1: And we've got some really fun things to put in people's hands today. We do. Yeah. So last night, Richie, we launched the third edition of the Artists Still Live Here magazine. Yeah,
0: drum roll, please. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, and this is something that I feel fairly passionate about. You know, um, I can remember sitting somewhere with Joel Houston and we were having this conversation about um, some of the suburbs on the outskirts of New York City, mm. which were where all the artisans and the bohemian people and, like, the, the, um, the creatives lived because they are affordable suburbs. Mm. And over a while, because of their creativity, these suburbs just kind of escalated in value and everybody wanted to move in because they'd become really cool places to live. Mm. And what happens when the middle class move into the artistic suburbs is that they price people out of the market. Yeah. And so people end up having to move out of districts because they can't afford to live there. So we were just talking about that and um, he had a photo that of a graffiti bit that was written on the wall that said, artists still live here. Mm-hmm. And it actually sparked in me a thought about our own team and the artists that I know that have paid high prices to continue to create in spite of circumstances and things that are going on, things that would normally maybe um, the cost is too high and it Mm -hmm. would price them out of the artistic market, Mm -hmm. rob their voices and take away um, what they wanted to contribute – But instead they've chosen to remain, to seek God and to continue to create with beauty. And so I guess we coined that phrase as something that resonated with our community, artists still live here. And so it became a um, a session at our worship conference that we have in the later half of the year. Yeah. And it became a place where people were telling their stories. And then one day I sat with one of the girls in our team, Chris Matika, who's an incredible creative and she is a curator of beauty. And and I went, what would happen if maybe the next time we do that session we just had a little take-home digital magazine and, like, All of her imagination started to run wild and she went, oh my goodness, I think that there are people in our team who would love to get on board with this and create and there are so many stories to tell. And as she started looking around, we just found story after story after story of resilience and hope and beauty and creativity. And so we started very embryonically. And this week we launched the third edition of that.
0: And so I guess today on the podcast, we wanted to let you know that we've launched that third edition and make it available to you guys, our listeners as well, and to our team around the world who are listening. Um, This edition, the theme, um, you know, uh, underlying it was encouragement just at the right time or at at just the right time. I said that wrong. Encouragement at just the right time. and and that resonated with me so much. I loved that thought because what it did was it meant that we were starting to think about the fact that God, um, his encouragement, his uh, provision, his our purposes come at just the right time. And they're not necessarily our timing. Um, they're not necessarily when we think th- it the right time is. Um, but God in his wisdom has a right time for encouragement and for what we need. And we're seeing stories in this magazine of uh, of that. So.
1: I love it so much. And so the link to that magazine, it's a free edition, is in the show notes. Yeah. And you can jump on board and grab that. And to be honest with you, it's become one of my favourite tools for sharing with people who either know Jesus or don't know Jesus. I've been sending the link around to so many people going, hey, why don't you grab a cuppa and have a look at this? I think you would love it. Mm. So I encourage you and invite you to do the same thing if you want to.
0: For those of you listening not in Australia... A cuppa, guess.
1: A cup of tea, a cup of <laughs> coffee, a cup of, a cup of something. Sorry, Richie. No, it's great. <laughs> Grab a cuppa and some bickies and have a great day. <laughs>
0: yeah, or some milk and cookies.
1: Okay, and then the other thing that I love, Rich, is something that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know at the start of the year uh, – Maybe it was actually last year. It was the start of 2020. You and I were on holidays and we were talking about we, what we wanted to um, shape our lives around. And one of the things that you said was, I, I want to be more intentional about pastoring and discipling mm. creatives. I want them to love the Word of God and to get stuck into their Bible. Mm. And so you started to dream about a way that we could do that. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're doing this year?
0: Yeah, and and I I do. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is really where I wanted to encourage you guys listening today, uh, this this next section that we're going to be talking about, because um, I guess we've we've created, uh, well, uh, what we're calling a soap journal. um, Right. And Which is not
1: our name, I think. We
0: <laughs> No, yeah. So our friends at Voo Church, Rich Wilkerson Jr. over there and, and the guys there, they allowed us to use one of their journals. They're, they've started doing this as a church, um, uh, calling it a soap journal. A soap is just a method of Bible study, really. Scripture.
1: Observation, application, and prayer. <laughs> really
0: yeah. easy. Yeah. So so at the start of the year, I mean, we've tried different things and we've got different right. things on the go. We've got some audio Bible study tools and sort of guided um, um, meditation, I guess you'd call it, um, on the scriptures that are available. Um, and that's through the um, uh, Bible app. You yep. can get those if you, you know. search Hillsong on Creative. Um but we thought maybe as a team, you know, we we wanted to gather around tables and and really start to read the Word of God as a community together. Um, and so the one way we, I guess we've we've uh, looking at doing that is through these soap journals. Right. I've made a mess of what what that is <laughs> 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 describing it, but essentially we've put together just a, just a short Bible study, split up split up the Book of John into daily readings. And we're encouraging our team to look at it, like you say, with those, those four uh, questions in mind, you know, looking at which scripture stands out to you, uh, observing the scripture, looking for some application and then obviously praying about it and, and uh, dedicating that to the Lord. Um, but I guess the question, well, bigger picture than that, um, Pastor Brian has been encouraging us as well. Um, so we did the Mark study earlier on and then we're on John now and Pastor Brian has been encouraging us to step into um, the gospel, the Gospels again as a church. And so it was all good timing.
1: No, it's been really good timing. And we're also on a Sunday night unpacking the parables in creative ways at church, which I just love. So everything's kind of um, converging in together. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you. Okay. Why do a study... And not just read your Bible and move on.
0: Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a good question. I think, um, really, when when you say a study, that can sound very. Kind heavy. of heavy <laughs> yeah. and difficult, and I guess I'm just saying, hey, let's slow down a little bit and and read more of the Bible over time, of course, but but more so that we don't just get little snippets, yeah. um, and just sort of, um, I mean, any Bible reading is good Bible yeah, reading. That's true. Um, if you read just the verse of the day, that's great, and God has something in that for us. But as we slow down and invest the time into reading more of it. I think that it allows God to really speak um, to us about the overarching story, the big picture narrative right. of what's happening in the Bible and happening in each in each book. And as we do that, I think that we gain a richer and even deeper relationship with, with the Lord and we can see perhaps from a different perspective what he's actually doing. Right. Um, so instead of thinking of it as just like sort of, Motivation for the day. It actually can be go deeper into our lives and give us a um, a way to. Um, weather storms like perhaps we couldn't otherwise.
1: Um, We have a good friend, Rick Watts, who is um, a scholar at Regent College in Vancouver and I can remember him doing a series on Bible study and he said, you would never duck in and out of a movie and think you could follow the storyline. And I think like, I don't know about you, but we love Marvel movies in our house and I think if I ducked in and out of a Marvel movie, I would be so confused and struggle to follow the storyline. I think sometimes the same thing is true with the Bible. Like when you read consecutively through the book of John, you realise that it is actually a story Mm. and Jesus is intentionally doing something. Mm. And the author of the book of John is intentionally doing something as well and trying to educate us as Christians. So it gives you more confidence when you read consecutively Mm. to actually feel like you understand what's going on. Yeah, I love it.
0: And the other thing that it does is that it makes you... um, unable to avoid the hard parts. Oh, yeah. Um, I found just <laughs> even in reading through the Book of Mark afresh and and doing that, you know, for the first part of the year, uh, you can't avoid the hard parts. And so even like uh, I was allocated to speak, some of you will know this, and I think we put it on the podcast, uh, to speak on the beheading of John the Baptist, yeah, that's that right. passage. And I desperately wanted to just avoid it and do something else that maybe... Um, it would seem a bit more encouraging, um, to, to do. Yep. But as I dived into it, as I stopped and didn't avoid it, I found that all scripture is God breathed, as the word says, and it's all useful and it's all beneficial. And, um, and I love that when you just discipline yourself to consecutively reading through the scripture, right. you can't avoid those things. And, and as you don't avoid them, uh, God has stuff for us even in those hard things.
1: Right. So, so we've made a decision to read this in community. Mm. So in our communities locally in Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth and Bali and those sort of places in our community globally as a creative team. But we're also making the John's Soap Journals available to you if you want to come and join us on this journey.
0: Yeah, that's why I really wanted to right. talk about it today. <laughs> okay. Um, so that um, we can widen the circle right. um, because I know that different people are in different places right now. Some of you are in lockdown. Some of you are by yourselves. Others are in community and meeting with your teams and, you know, at your church or at our, our locations around the world. Um, but there's something really special about uh, collectively reading the same thing at the same time. And so I, I've enjoyed that experience and I wanted right. to widen the circle, make sure that other people could join us if they wanted to.
1: And I'm loving it because what I'm trying to do is read the passage of the day and then share one of my insights with some people on our team. And what I'm finding is that they're seeing different things in the reading than what I am. And as we all share our observations, I'm finding that God is getting bigger and bigger mm. because I'm like, I've, I've never thought that way about God. I've never seen that about God. And there's kind of, we say, there's always safety in numbers and there's safety in numbers when it coming, comes to reading the Bible in community yeah. because sometimes you want the text to say something that it actually doesn't do and people go, hey, you know what, you're a little bit off there yeah. or you bang on track and I love that.
0: Yeah, it's easy to misunderstand things on your own yeah. or to get a revelation that you think is desperately from God for you and, and maybe God is speaking but maybe it's not what the Bible is actually yeah. saying. And um, through community we can help each other to stay on track and understand it rightly.
1: I found myself writing to people going, what do you think this means? Because <laughs> I don't quite understand. And that's unreal. I love that there's... Um, some conversation around the Bible.
0: Yeah, and even in that, you know, if if you look to the scriptures, you see in, in Luke, uh, like chapter 4 and in Acts 17, there's examples of where... Uh, even Jesus and Paul and the earliest Christian communities, they all read the Bible communally. Yeah, right. They obviously had the Old Testament. Um, but they read it as a community. They understood it together. It wasn't as, a, as an individual endeavor, but it was collectively. And I think that we need to make sure that we, um, follow their example. Right. Because we can be so individualistic today in the, you know, in the modern world.
1: Yeah. And there's so many, um, moments in the scripture where people are instructed to actually read the book out loud or read the letters out yeah. loud. Like I can think of Paul, he instructed some of the churches to read his letter out loud and not only that, but to share them with other churches in the area, like in um, Colossians 4 or 1 Thessalonians 5. And um, Revelation says, if you read this book out loud, there will be a blessing. Yeah. Like there's some of those things that are just actually quite astounding mm. So there's something in that that changes us from the inside out.
0: Yeah, definitely something in reading together and something even, like you say, in reading out loud, which I don't understand completely, but I do know that that God has um, um, sort of mysteries in his word that if we follow it, um, there's blessing in. Right. Um, The other things, other examples in the book of Acts, you see um, like Philip uh, when he meets the eunuch on the on the road, um, he helps him to understand the prophecies, Isaiah's prophecies right. um, And so it's that shared, understanding that reading in community does um, we can read something and, and bring our understanding to other people or you love the example of um, Priscilla, Priscilla and Aquila. A, yeah. yeah I
1: really do um, so Apollos is out preaching and like he's a real great orator but they they kind of get that what he's preaching isn't quite right and so they take him aside and they use the scriptures to actually point him in the right direction yes. and I, I love that kind of community that believes in each other so much that we're prepared to actually talk through some of the areas where we've got it wrong.
0: Yeah. So as you can hear, we are pretty excited about obviously the word of God yep. and specifically right now about the book of John and within that our soap studies and the right. com- the fact that we're doing it together.
1: Yep. I have downloaded them onto my iPad and I scribble on them every morning and it's actually been so fun. It's such a different way of using scriptures.
0: Yeah, and so obviously you probably have a Bible reading plan, or, or a way that you um, enjoy to read the Bible, but but. In the off chance that you don't or if you're looking for something fresh and you're wanting to do it with a community of people, um, this would be one way that you could do it. And we would encourage you and invite you um, to read along with us. You don't have to start at a particular time, although we did. It was kind of last week. Yeah. But um, you can start any time and join with a group of people and just do it together. It gives you instructions in the journal how to do it. And um, we'd love you to join us. Right. So for our, if you wanted to, uh, the link is in the show notes as well. And uh, we hope and pray that as you read the book of John or read the scriptures in general that it blesses you and that it blesses your community of faith.
1: And so, Richie, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. It does. But I wondered is if as we left you maybe wanted to share your original thoughts around John 1 and the soap and what observations you made from that and how that actually shapes how we're living over this season.
0: Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so on the very first day of the SOAP study, it's the passage from John 1, it's verses 1 to 18. Um, but in the study or in the journal, it asks you to p- point out or to write down your, the verse that stood out to you. And for me, it was the very first verse, which is John 1, 1. "'In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning.'" And I'm not sure about you, but I've read that verse and heard that verse so many times. We use it often, and it's meaningful to me because I obviously know it's talking of Jesus, but um I guess because I've read it so many times it it it's somehow lost its meaning yeah, right. but in slowing down a little bit and um and just taking some time to read it with with thought and with um, presence um you know being pre- present in the moment. Uh, I think God spoke to me afresh from it. And it was partly because I read in my you know, uh, study Bible the notes that are associated with it. And the note says, uh, what does John mean by the word? Uh, the word was a term used by theologians and philosophers, both Jews and Greeks, in many different ways. And it goes on to say later that to the Jewish reader, the word was God, was blasphemous, To the Greek reader, the word became flesh was unthinkable, which I find really interesting that even though, you know, you you look at the scriptures and we want it to be encouraging, but sometimes the scripture can be a bit confronting. It, It goes on to say this. It says, to John, this new understanding of the word was gospel. The new understanding of the word was gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So to the, to the Jews, to say that Jesus was God was blasphemous. To the Greeks, to say that, that God would become human, that was just unthinkable. But in, in that unthinkableness, in, in that sort of confrontation was gospel. And, um, for me, I guess because of where we find ourselves here in New South Wales and, and in Australia in general, we can be confronted by the circumstances and we can start to think that God, God's, God's ways are crazy or they're, they're different or they're just, you know, so confronting. And yet, just because they're confronting doesn't mean that God's not with us. And I think it's the same with the Word of God. You know, it can be confronting, it can be, um, we can find it hard to understand. But in the Word of God, um, God says that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. They're different. And yet just because they're different or hard to understand doesn't mean they're not true and doesn't mean that, the, that there's not gospel in there.
1: And I love that because you actually encouraged our team and you went, um, in the confrontation of the gospel and the offensive nature of it is actually freedom for us. Mm. And so if you wrestle with the text and it confronts you and it it is... It hurts your inside because you know you've got to change. We're probably reading the scripture right. Yeah. So I love that. So why don't you download the Soap Journal, um, grab yourself a copy of Artists Still Live Here magazine. Yeah. And if you've been living under a rock anywhere, um, then you probably don't know that Young and Free have got out their new EP and yeah. they have their second song. is called Freedom's Coming and he has a name and his name is Jesus and I love it. So get that while you're journaling. Put it on in the background and we pray that the Lord may bless you.
0: Yeah, so thanks for joining us today on a little bit of a different episode. We pray it's an encouragement and we can't wait to talk to you again next time. All the best. See you soon. There is a promised land waiting for me Sometimes there's an ocean that lies in between I'll keep on travelling the pathway you've been Till I'm right where you want me That's where I will be Freedom is coming And it has a name